first there were the four horsemen of Notre Dame. Harry Stuhldreyer, Don Miller, Jim Crowley, and Elmer Layden. The backfield of Newt Rockne's most famous football team. They're immortalized in sports writer Grantland Rice's October 18th, 1924 column in the New York Herald, which begins, Outlined against a blue-gray October sky, the four horsemen rode again. In dramatic lore, they're known as famine, pestilence, destruction, and death. These are only aliases. Their real names are Stuhldreyer, Miller, Corrali, and Layden. Then there were the four Sweet Williams of the 1966 Sandwich, Illinois High School football team. Left end, Bill Haig. Left tackle, Bill Babbitt. Left guard, Bill Scheidegger. Right guard, Bill Enyart. Thus, the Sweet Williams. Legends not of the gridiron, but perhaps of the high school reunions at the VFW. Bill Haig was the best at telling the stories. He remembered all the funny ones and loved telling them. Whenever I showed up in town after graduation, which was seldom, but usually at least, the first few years with a new girl in tow, he could be counted on to recount with great volume and even greater mirth the infamous story of the Marseilles homecoming game. When, as a 150-pound sophomore running back, I broke through the Marseilles defensive line, bolting for the goal line, and a sure touchdown when my football pants suddenly sagged to my knees, exposing for all the world, or at least the crowd in the stands, my bare buttocks, covered only by the half-inch wide straps of my jock. No one remembers the score, or even who won or lost. But all who've heard Bill's recounting of the game remembers the day Enyard lost his pants at the Marseilles homecoming. Of the four Sweet Williams, Bill was the funniest, the one always joking around, the then skinny redhead with glasses who never had a bad mood. Scheidegger was the most sarcastic. Babbitt, the easiest going. Me, I was the one always on the move. Haig never left Sandwich. Oh, he went to the Army. We all went to the military. It was, after all, during the Vietnam War, and small-town boys went to the military. It was what we did. Maybe a year or so of college, or a year of work in a factory, then off to the military. He did his time in Vietnam. An artilleryman, as I recall. Now, infantrymen poke fun at artillerymen, the way all military members poke fun at other services or other specialties or even troops in the next unit over. That's what we do. It's part of the clan identification. Cannon cockers, we call them. Red legs, we call them. That's for the red stripe down their dress trousers that identify them as artillerymen. But the deep boom of a 155 putting steel on target in front of you is a mighty comforting sound. You're awfully glad that outgoing is on our side and not incoming. I suspect that for all his joking, Bill was a pretty good artilleryman. 19-year-old kids make pretty good soldiers. He knew how to make machines work. And an artillery piece is, after all, just a big piece of machinery, if a death-dealing piece. Bill came home, went back to the factory, back into all steel in Aurora for 27 years. 
until, like too many working-class guys, he got laid off. Company merged, downsized, right-sized, jargonized, screwed. Bill shrugged it off, went to work for Walmart. Still laughed, still joked, still made it to every sandwich high school football game. Still called all the girls, young and old, sweetie pie. None took offense. That was Bill. Lopsided grin and friendly laugh. Still drank beer at the VFW. Speaking of beer, Bill was the first person I ever drank a beer with. We were 14-year-old high school freshmen and lived a half mile or so from each other out on the country road north of town. On weekend nights, the older high school kids would drive out on the country roads near our houses and drink. If a car came along, they'd abandon their beer on the roadside. One winter day, Bill found an unopened six-pack on a roadside snowdrift, promptly snatched it, and hid it in the woods behind his house. The next Saturday afternoon, he confided his finding to me, and my virgin lips were promptly defiled with the taste of alcohol. It wasn't the first beer we would share. On those rare occasions I made it back to Sandwich, we'd always have a beer or two or more together, sometimes at his house, occasionally at a restaurant or bar, but most often at the VFW. When he first came home from Vietnam, Bill, like too many of us, drank too much and drove too fast. There were a couple of escapades involving alcohol, high speed, and police. But nobody got hurt, nobody got caught, and life went on. I hadn't thought about that first beer in over 50 years, and I never told anyone about it until last week. Bill died last week, the first of the Sweet Williams to go, my first friend at Sandwich High, my first beer. Bill knew and loved to tell all the old stories, stories that are now buried with him. Those are the untold reasons why I drove 600 miles through an Illinois winter with the worst storm in a decade coming to attend a funeral for a man I only saw every five years at a small town high school reunion. A legend in our own minds and a good legend it was. (laughs) 